When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Grade your team's first-round picks, or pick or picks. Giants fan, we had two. 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. You can hit us up on Twitter at key j and max and we welcome in now guys chris canty co-host of canty and carlin what up baby right here on espn radio what up fellas how y'all doing man we're doing good cc please confirm that our giants have had a great day oh yeah okay oh yeah jay okay jay, it was it was a great day last night for giants fans and quite frankly it needed to be man I mean, you're talking about a team that's tied with the New York Jets for the worst record in the NFL since 2017. They're at the bottom of the NFC East. We needed to have a big day, and because the team had been down for so long, that allows you to get a lot of draft capital, and Joe Shane made the most of it last night. Yeah, they didn't overthink it. That's what I like. Like, yeah, Chris, we're talk- like, I-, I get it. I'm very happy as a Giants fan, but they had two high picks, and the guys were sitting right there. They didn't mess it up. The Jets, you could see, like, actually made a move on top of making smart picks. So far, so good for the Giants to me. So far, so great for the Jets. Do you like, like, like you know, compare the two drafts? What are you thinking? Well, here's the thing I'll say about this, uh, Max. The fact that Derek Stingley Jr. went third when a lot of people projected him to go somewhere in the back half of the top ten, maybe even slide out of the top ten, I think that set things up perfectly for Joe Shane. And what I mean by that is this. When you had a couple of edge players come out off the board at the top of the draft, all of a sudden you start to get a little bit of urgency if maybe one of those edge guys goes at three or four. But the fact that you didn't have that happen allowed the Giants to be able to grab Kayvon Thibodeau at five and then have their pick of whatever tackle that was left on the board after the Carolina Panthers did what they did. And so I think that allowed Joe Shane and Brian Dable to get two guys that they felt really good about in this draft. So shout out to the Houston Texans with the assist for setting the table for Joe Shane not to mess up this draft, Max, because if Derek Stanley the third goes with the third over uh, Derek Stanley Jr. goes with the third overall pick, it could have been a little bit of a chaotic uh, type of night for the Giants, but it wasn't. So so they got it right. They hit a home run. They should have two starters that are there for a decade plus. And Giants fans should real, feel really good about this new regime building this team from the inside out and focusing on the trenches because they needed a lot of help in those areas. Chris, the Giants have been rich on the defensive side of the ball for many years with Hall of Fame talent, pass rush specialists, obviously, clearly, you were able to do it over there and win your Super Bowl because of that defense and the style in which they played. Now that you got Kayvon Thibodeau, what holes do you see in his game as a former defensive lineman with the eyes and knowing what you're looking for that he needs to improve on so he can be in that conversation of the great giant defensive players? 
Well, Key, he's not he's not polished as a rusher, and what I mean by that is this: he doesn't have the hand usage that you would want to see from your elite pass rushers in this league. And it's hard to out-athlete offensive linemen at this level. You can get away with it in high school and college, but there's a step up in class in terms of the guys that you're going to be competing against. Now, the one thing I'll say about Kayvon, he's got something that you can't teach. He's got that first step. I mean, Key, we're talking about a guy that has a 10-yard split of 159. That, I mean, that's that's elite territory when you start talking about get-off. Like that, that's right up there with some of the best pass rushers in today's game. And so that is going to give him an opportunity to have a lot of success early on in his career, being able to jump the snap count in obvious passing situations, longer downs and distances. And the other thing that we have to factor in is this, Key. He's going to be playing for Wink Martindale. I played for Wink Martindale in Baltimore. He had a guy, Terrell Suggs, that he used in a lot of different ways, moved him around all across the formation. Kayvon has that same ability at 6'4", 6'5", 260 pounds. There's a lot of versatility. You can line him up in a lot of different places so it's so offenses can't game plan for where he's going to be. I'm excited to see how he gets deployed this upcoming year, but I like the fact that the Giants have two guys now in Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari that can put a lot of pressure on passers off the edge. CeCe, is Evan Neal, is he a franchise guy? Do you believe he will be a franchise guy? Yeah, I think he'll be a franchise guy. There's some work to be done in terms of him cleaning up his overall game. Uh, Jay, if I'm being honest, I don't love the footwork. Mm. I don't. Why? Um, it's, something, it's something that he's got to get, get better at because he gets out of phase with his footwork. He's not His feet aren't, aren't tied together, and, and that can affect his base. So for a 340-pound man, he can get thrown around like a 200-pound man against experienced defensive linemen. So you got to stay balanced. You can't be a guy that's a waist bender. You got to be a knee bender. And that's one of the things that you look for early on with huge offensive linemen. So that's going to be an area that he's got to get better at. But you have to trust your coaching staff that they're going to do right by him. I'm pretty sure that Brian Dayball and the staff that he put together, once they get him in there, they'll have a plan on how they want to develop him. But the thing that I think set him apart from you know Charles Cross or some of the other guys that the Giants could have considered at seven at tackle is the fact that he played a lot of right tackle in college. I want to say this guy had you know uh, double-digit starts at right tackle, and, and I think that's where he's going to slot in for the Giants. He's going to be a right tackle and book in with Andrew Thomas, the fourth overall pick from a couple of years ago. So I like the fact that you got bookend tackles, both relatively young guys, played a high level of ball in college. I think it's going to work out for the Giants. Chris Canty, co-host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Join us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The green machine, ain't that what they call them? Some gang green over there in New York Jetland? <laughs> Something like that, Key. Listen, so, Jets, fans like ain't that. Been, Jets fans ain't been this excited after the first round of the draft since they took you first overall, Key. That's how big a night the Jets had, and quite frankly, general manager Joe Douglas needed to have that kind of night. Going into year four, he's on his second head coach. He needed to have a big-time night, and he hit a home run. And this is another example of a GM not getting too cute. He had some obvious needs that he had to address, and he got it done. I mean, when Stingley Jr. came off the board at number three, he said, you know what, let me go get a corner because I'm tired of rolling out there with Brandon Eccles and Bryce Hall. Let me go out there and get a guy that I feel fairly confident about that can fit into Rob Sala's scheme and be a highly productive player. I love the, the attributes of Sauce Gardner. I love the swag. Key, we're talking about a guy that didn't give a, up a touchdown pass in college. 
Yeah. Like they, oh, they yeah. asked they asked him the last time he gave up a touchdown pass. He said he didn't remember. <gasps> like that, that's how good this dude is. And from a physical traits perspective, he reminds me a lot of Richard Sherman. He really does. And think about it. Richard Sherman thrived in that Rob Sala scheme because it's a similar scheme to what we saw Pete Carroll run in Seattle with the Legion of Boom. It's the same scheme that we saw in San Francisco when Rich went down there. This guy can slot into that kind of scheme and be a highly productive player. And based on the division that you play in with Josh Allen being in there, you're going to need somebody that can be an impact player at corner that can wall off half the field. I think Ahmad Gardner has that potential. And then, Key, I I love the idea of them getting Garrett Wilson. I I heard from a lot of people in around the scouting industry, and they were saying that this dude might be the best athlete of all the receivers. Mm -hmm. So getting a dude like that that can develop into a player that can dictate front and coverage for your young quarterback, I love that. And then the steal is moving back into the first round and taking Jermaine Johnson the second. They needed to get an edge rusher. They ain't had a double-digit sack guy since Muhammad Wilkinson. And when you're talking about a true edge guy that can bring the heat, not since John Abraham. And that was a long damn time ago. So I'm glad that the Jets got another guy that should be able to step in day one and provide a lot of pressure because out of all the pass rushers that went in the first round, you're probably talking about a guy that has the best hand usage, the most polished in Jermaine Johnson the second. Now, I'm sure there's some warts there, which is what forced him to slide, but if Rob Sala can mitigate that to some degree, then you're going to get a damn good football player for a long time. CC, who, had a better, who had a better draft, CC, the, the Giants or the Jets? Ooh, um, here's the thing. It's TBD because I need to see what the Giants are going to do in day two, and they've got three picks in day two. So, I mean, obviously everybody wants to lean toward the Jets because they got three first-round picks, but we know it's not just about the first day in the draft. It's about making Uh. sure that your team hits on those picks in day two and day three. That's where you really pay your scouting department and your general managers to uncover those hidden gems. And that's what I want to see, whether or not Joe Shane and Brian Dable are able to do that. But right now, the Jets are the leader in the clubhouse. I don't think you can deny that. And, CeCe, I want to ask you, with Makai Becton coming back and then obviously Jermaine Johnson, like where do you see this defense? Like where do they rank in overall scheme of their, of their vision? You're talking about the Jets or the Giants? The Jets. Oh, uh, the Jets are pretty th- – th- listen, I like how the Jets are building this team. I-, I really do. Because, again, this is another group that's focusing on the interior – and the Jets have some pieces. You know, they lost Carl Lawson early on uh, in training camp, but this is a guy that can hunt the quarterback. I mean, when it comes to pressure rate, when he signed with the Jets in free agency last year, I mean, he was amongst the best in the NFL during the the, the previous three seasons. So this guy can put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So Carl Lawson is going to be a huge factor this year. They've got Quentin Williams. They exercised his fifth-year option. Then they added – Jermaine Johnson the second to a group that already has John Franklin Myers, and then they got Solomon Thomas in free agency. So I, I like the fact that the Jets are adding a lot of depth when it comes to their defensive line so they can put pressure on opposing passes. Where would I rank them in the division? Uh, Jay, they still got a lot of work to do before I'm ready to say they're in that Buffalo Bills territory or even with the New England Patriots. But this is, this is a defense that's coming. They've got all of the pieces the, the biggest question mark is what we're going to see from the back end of that defense uh, because I do like the addition of Sauce Gardner. I do like Jordan Whitehead coming over in free agency. But, I mean, you, you still got a lot of work to do. Ashton Davis has got to get better. DJ Reed should help, too, slotting in that corner. So, 
they've got the, some pieces, but but they're still a year or two away from being really a, a defense that can be the reason why you win games. You can grade your team's first-round pick or picks 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Giants, Jets fans, Chris Canty just said it was a home run for, for, for both of you guys. Well, grade the picks. Who hit the bigger home run? Who hit the tape measure shot? And, Chris, I want to get back to something you brought up a second ago about, hey, it's not just about day one. There are some names still out there, and the Giants and Jets have some picks, right? Ajabo is still there coming off the injury, but if not, maybe he'd have been – could he have gone top ten or you know something like that? Uh, N'Kobe Dean is out there. When you look at the board, who's still on the board, given the Giants and the Jets' draft position, who do you think they should go after next? Well, listen, there's a lot of guys out there that can be uh, 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 impact players, especially, you know, when you start talking about the second round. Because, Max, if we're being honest, a second-round pick should turn into a starter for the next five to seven years. That, that, that's, I mean, you can still find really, really good players in the second round. For the Giants, I think it's got to be the secondary. That's an area that you got to continue to try to address. Maybe you have a chance to get your hands on Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson, but that has to be an area you continue to address because – Let's face it, if we're being honest, in a perfect world, Joe Shane would have loved to move on from James Bradbury in that huge cap hit, but he couldn't because he doesn't have any depth. I mean, they're locked into a Dory Jackson for another year, but beyond that, you're going to have to have some bodies in your secondary, some bodies at corner. They've got to improve that area of the team. Tyler so Gordon, I, I, I think they'll. I think they'll also look to do that. So that, that would be a name for the Giants to keep your eyes on, or position, rather, the cornerback spot. And for the Jets – Max, they need enough. They need help everywhere. Like, they continue to need help. I wouldn't mind them looking at an interior offensive lineman. There were a lot of people that mm-hmm. thought that they could potentially go after Tyler Lindenbaum. We saw that the Jets beat him to the punch with that. But an interior offensive lineman for the Jets wouldn't be a bad way to go. Um, I also could see them looking for um, some more help with the off-the-ball linebacker situation, somebody that could be a running mate opposite of C.J. Mosley. So, N'Kobe Dean, I, I don't know if that, that – Physical profile fits what Rob Sala is looking for, but that certainly would be a guy that I would keep an eye on to or a position inside linebacker, stack linebacker off the ball. The Jets could use some help in that area as well. Hey, Chris, listen to me here for a minute. So Daniel Jones doesn't get the fifth-year option picked up. Malik Willis is still on the board today. Would the Giants be foolish enough to target Malik Willis given the fact that he has some of the same traits that Josh Allen has in Buffalo? Hmm. I I don't know if the Giants are going to go that direction, Key. I I think if the Giants decide that it's going to be, you know, a quarterback in the next couple of years, it'll probably be in 2023. They're going to give Daniel Jones one more shot. But let's be clear about one thing. Yesterday was a message to Daniel Jones. We're going to try to keep you upright this season, but we're eliminating the excuses as to why you can't produce. You got to go out there and you got to prove to us that you're a franchise quarterback. And that, that, that's a heavy lift. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a high bar to clear for Daniel Jones, given what we've seen from him in his first three years. Because, Key, you're talking about a guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy for the full season in any of the first three seasons he's been in the NFL. You're also talking about a guy that's accounted for 50 touchdowns to 49 turnovers. So, I mean, it's it's hard to go all in on a quarterback 
when that's what you're looking at as far as his resume. So I think they'll give him a shot this year, and they'll continue to build out the rest of the roster and see what Daniel Jones is or isn't. But if he proves not to be the guy, then their decision on quarterback is going to come in 2023. It's not going to come but right Chris, now. But, Chris, what about Key's point about looking at Malik Willis and however raw he is, it's not exactly Josh Allen, but Josh Allen was also a raw prospect. And his development under one of the guys is now the Giants head coach was year over year exactly what you would want. And it turned out to be like the perfect ideal development of a player. What about the similarities between Malik Willis and Josh Allen? And might that not be attractive to the Giants if they aren't sure about Daniel Jones? Or I know next year is supposed to be a better draft class, but, yep. you know, as Key would say, one of the biggest names is an itty-bitty, right? Like, that's not Malik Willis. Malik Willis is a full, full-grown quarterback. Well, Max, I, I hear what you're saying, but again, the Giants have a lot of holes. Taking a quarterback that's a developmental project in round two when you already got a quarterback that you're trying to evaluate, I, I, just, I just don't think the Giants have that luxury. So I, I understand the logic that you guys are applying to the situation. I'm not being dismissive of that. But when you look at the interior of the Giants' offensive line, when you look at their secondary – I think you could understand why they are not going to use a second round pick on, on a, a quarterback yeah. when when they need other when they need other bodies that can step in in year one in 2022 and actually contribute to the success of this team. So that's where I'm at with it, man. I, I love Malik Willis as a as a player. I'm shocked that he slipped out of the first round, but I absolutely don't expect the Giants to be in the Malik Willis sweepstakes. All right, CC. So answer me this: What is the bar that you need to see for Daniel Jones? to be solidified as the starting quarterback for the New York Giants franchise moving forward? Have the Giants in the playoff hunt in week 18. Oof. They don't have to make the playoffs. It's not a playoff in mandate. A playoff hunt. And, we know, and we know John Merritt don't love playoff mandates, <laughs> but, that, but that's what it is, man. Have them in the playoff hunt in week 18. Here's the problem that I have with Daniel Jones. He's a year ahead of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts in his first full season as a starter already took the Philadelphia Eagles to the playoffs. Now they got they got you know they got cooked in the playoffs down in Tampa, but that's beyond the beyond the point. Like they went to the playoffs, and I get it. The Eagles are a better team. It's a better roster. All I'm simply saying is this: your quarterback, if you take him with the sixth overall pick, has to be a force multiplier. He has to be the reason why you win games. He just can't be a guy that you win games in spite of. And too many times, Daniel Jones has been the latter and not the former. Yeah. And I've actually seen Jalen Hurts have his moments, more so as a runner than a passer, but needless to say, he's had his moments where he's been the reason why Philadelphia has been able to be competitive and win games. And so that's the thing that I'm looking at right now because we're talking about Daniel Jones being the third-best quarterback in the division or a conversation about him being the third-best quarterback in the division. Second-best quarterback on his own team, Chris. It <laughs> looks like but, to but, me. Chris, but, let's but, be but honest. That's the, but, that, but, Max, that's the point. Yeah, the, but, but, yeah, you know what? I think you're making a good point. Like, it could, both things can be true, right? And one could obscure the other. On the one hand, Gettleman and Joe Judge and Jason Garrett, that ain't, and no offensive line, that ain't doing Daniel Jones, no receiver, that ain't doing Daniel Jones any favors. On the other hand, he was a reach at six. It seemed that way at the time, and that's what it turned out to be. Unless something really um, kind of course-changing happens here, he ain't going to be the quarterback for the Giants much longer, right? No, you're right. But like I said, if he gets this team to the playoffs, if he has them in playoff contention, then I think the conversation might change. And the Giants might decide that they're going to franchise him in that fifth year rather than give him that fifth-year option. 
So, I mean, there's, so, there's still an avenue for Daniel Jones to be the quarterback for the Giants long term, but he's just got to be so good, Max. Yeah. He's got to be so consistent, and that's not something we've seen from Daniel Jones. So, if I had to bet it, do I think he's going to be their franchise guy? No, I don't. I think the Giants are going to be in the quarterback market next offseason. So when does TT take over? How many games? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, Daniel Jones ain't been able to stay healthy. So, I mean, it's not, you know, if you're, if you're using history to be an indicator of what we're going to see in the future, then it's going to happen at some point. I can't tell you exactly when that's going to happen, Key, but I don't think Tyrod Taylor, if he plays this year, is going to take over because of Daniel Jones' poor play. I think it'll happen because Daniel Jones gets knocked out of the game. Thank you, Chris Canty. Uh, as always. All right, CC, I see you bringing that heat. Hey, man, listen, man, it's, it's draft weekend, man. Hope springs eternal for 32 fan bases. Mm. So no. everybody's excited. This no is Christmas question. for every NFL fan, and I'm, I'm enjoying it just like everybody else. And we want to know what you think of your team's first-round pick or picks, Giants and Jets fans. Grade your team's first-round pick or picks. 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Yeah, we're going to take your calls. And by the way, Giants and Jets fans, who's had the better draft so far? Oh, it's easy, the Jets, right, because they traded up. Well, okay, but you had to give up some draft capital to do it. Giants have day two coming up. You like where you are, Giants fans? 888-SAY-ESPN. That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. All right, tune in to an NL East battle Sunday as the Mets host the Phillies. Jay and I were just talking, Key, at the break about how the internet, people have too much time on their hands. I played him this, someone did a Burt and Ernie uh, like dub, where it just looks official. It looks like they are doing the whole Annie Up song, the whole MOP song. Anyway, tune into an NL East battle Sunday as the Mets host the Phillies, presented by Progressive Insurance. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball 
begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And at 7 p.m. on ESPN. All right, let's get to it. Grade your team's first-round pick or picks 888-SAY-ESPN. Esmond, am I saying your name right, in Jersey? Yes, sir. It's an A-plus for me. What hey, up, baby? I, I was a caller. For uh, you? Yeah, who are but who? Are Jets, Giants, someone else? Who? A-plus for who? A-plus for the Jets, man. Okay. Uh, I was a caller who called when the whole Tyreek Hill uh, trade went down. They hit Max off. You remember when I said it's on? I wanted the Jets to go and get that. So it's Garner. I wanted the Jets to shore up that pass rush. And then we're coming. Man, we're coming. We're building up the right way. JD is the man. Got to give it to them. Yeah, they are building up the right We're way. We're building. No, they're building up the right way. You, you, it's patience. But, you know, Jet fans, they, they'll win one game next year and think they're on their way to the Super Bowl and the expectations are heightened when they need to just slowly see what they got at the quarterback spot, see what they got as a head coach, and continue to build a roster, continue to put people around Zach Wilson, protect them, continue to build the defense. And before you know it, You'll be fighting for the division. I'm with you on that, Key. All right, let's go to Tim in South Carolina. What you got going on, Tim? Talk to us. Hey, guys. I, I, I'm a Patriots fan, um, and I, I I don't understand. Uh, I, not knocking Cole Strange at all. I know, uh, you know, that's a replacement for Shaq Mason. It's cheaper, younger, uh, but a first-round pick, um, I thought first-round picks were, were, were priority picks. I mean, the Kobe Dean was still sitting there, uh, and we need that defense to stop Buffalo. So a little strange for me. I'd give it an F. Well, here, here's mm. one thing you can think of in terms of the way Belichick might be thinking of it. What did they get for Shaq Mason? I think a fifth? Something crazy like that, right? So Because he's in Tampa now. He's, he's, he's with Tom Brady now. But – I guess you could think if you spend a first or a second on an interior offensive lineman and he plays for you for five or six years, right, then each year as he becomes more expensive, what you can get back for him in draft deteriorates, right? So it turns into, let's say, a fifth. But you got all those years of production and never really had to pay him. And we see Belichick do that, Key. You know, he'll do that. He'll move on from guys as soon as they get expensive. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's the Patriot way. When they think that you're getting too expensive and you don't have nothing left, they move on. And, and, and you have more left. times than not, he's right. Yeah. But wait, did you just try to rationalize Belichick's pick? I thought you were against it well, at first. No, I'm, I'm explaining. I'm confused. No, I'm no, confused no, I wasn't now. against it. I was never Key, I'm against confused. it. I was never against it. What I'm asking. I'm oh, sim- you're asking. See, uh, this is the same thing like with Chris Paul when I said the legacy <laughs> game, and y'all interpret that as meaning don't me saying, y'all, what are you talking I'm about? I'm just y'all. asking you. You guys jumped on me because you're like, no, his legacy is always secure. But I'm not because you're focusing on the negative possible outcome. But there's also a positive possible outcome. Okay. I'm just asking the question about Belichick. Once upon a time, and still so to an extent. Max, you're like over All right, let me calm down. Right now. Calm okay. down. Very <laughs> defensive. Key, I'm, I'm not going on a lot of sleep. Wrong. I'm very did caffeinated. You do, yeah, did you okay. do something wrong? I mean, like, geez. All right. Let me you're, like the, you're like the little kid that eats the sandwich in the refrigerator. <laughs> hey, who ate my turkey sandwich? <laughs> me. Not me. Got mustard all over your face. I don't even like mayonnaise. I don't like mustard. Speaking of being defensive, picking a draft, let's go to Nico and Albany about the Giants. Nico, what you got? Hey, man, I got the Giants with an A+. Uh, as a fan, I'm watching that draft unfold last night, and it could not have set up better for them. Um, I think they made the right move there at five, taking Thibodeau. 
the, the gap between Thibodeau and the next guy too significant. Carolina too uh, unsure what they were going to do. And with all three offensive linemen prospects still on the board, another pick at seven, I don't think they, they could have set up any better for him. You know what's interesting about it is when, like, you know, because I heard when you were leading into Chris Canty, you're like, well, they took the best available talent. Yeah. But they didn't mess it up. No, they didn't. Right? And it's almost like you typically don't give praise to somebody for not messing it up. But when it comes to the Giants and some of the moves that we made in the past, you're like, you actually have to give that praise. It's competency. Key, let me calm down. You're right. I've had a lot of caffeine, not going on a lot of sleep. How many shots of uh, espresso this morning? At least four that I can Four. Yeah. Now. Now, Four shots. Me, Are you not jittery? We're also on Friday, man. So every day you're getting less and less sleep. It adds <laughs> up. All right. But, but I do think this, Key, I think they didn't mess it up. They didn't overthink it, right? But I think we have to see the next round to properly evaluate the Giants in the first. Because to give them an A+, they didn't move back up into the first like the Jets did. And there was Devin Lloyd, and there was Linderbaum, and there was Johnson. A lot of guys were sitting there. They didn't go back up to get them. So let me see, Key, what they do in the next round to give a full grade on the first round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get it. But here's what I would tell you. Usually when you hit it in the first round, you get in the rhythm. And then you hit again, mm. just like the Giants and Jets both did. They got into a rhythm, right? Thibodeau was there, bam. Sauce was there, bam. Then all of a sudden, uh, 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 Neil was there, bam. Oh, okay. Well, who's left? Oh, Garrett Wilson's there, bam. Ooh, I'm sneaky. I'm going up. I'm going to go back in. I'm going to get Johnson, bam. Now you move into day two. They're in a rhythm now. Now they're in a rhythm. And you got to look at the way that they prepare. And well, you couldn't be able to see it because you're not in the draft room. But the way that they prepare their draft boards, they're in such a rhythm that they can't screw up the next several rounds. They can't possibly screw up. And they it up. set it up in the first round, the Giants did, because they, took, they must have had a pretty similar grade on Evan Neal and Icky, right, on, mm-hmm. on Iquanu, because they're like, we're not going to take the chance that at six – Thibodeau was gone. We're going to take him now and then close enough Evan Neal and he's played on the right side and all that. Drafting players for the positions that you need, going after them and getting them. Speaking of a team going after targets, Lance in Ohio. How do you feel about the Packers right now? Man, it's it's a rough day today, Jay. You know, I love the Packers, man. And you see all these teams moving up, making these moves, getting clear wide receiver ones. And then Aaron Rodgers comes out and says he thought Devontae Adams was coming back. It's no coincidence. You know, he clearly needs some help. And he just ain't making no moves. I just – I don't understand it, Jay. And the Packers – Neither do I. Every year, guys, you know, the Packers, they they took Jordan Love instead of giving Rodgers a weapon to get him over the top. And now I feel like they have to not chase their tails, but – they have to, like, keep plugging holes that they lose instead of adding players to get better, and they haven't even plugged the but hole. What, but what I would say, in all fairness to the Packers, they've had some pretty good picks. Not necessarily picks, but pretty good receivers that were young, that developed under Aaron Rodgers and went on for paydays, right? You didn't think MVS was much. The Kansas City Chiefs did. You know, St. Saint Brown, Equinemius, people didn't think he was much. Chicago Bears did. So when you start to look at the development, Lazar, oh, they need to get some receivers. Lazar was there two years ago when they drafted Jordan Love. He was on the team. So 
you got to kind of let's see how it plays out. Maybe there's a hair full of guys that they really like in the second and third and, you know, second second and third day. Guys, you know, uh, Philadelphia. Are you on? Are you coming down now from the caffeinated I'm, high? No, no, no. Because I just felt like we were yeah, crashed. No, 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 no. Yeah, I felt like we hit someone. I, okay. No, no, listen, you get a bleary-eyed, you got to caffeinate. Yeah. But then maybe I over-caffeinated. Because <laughs> as Key said, he's like, hey, calm down. I was listening to myself. I said, yeah, I'm yelling. What am I yelling about? <laughs> All right, listen, Philly was not the only city to get big wins in the NFL draft and NBA playoffs. What? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Well, Rudy Gobert, he's done it again. I, I don't, why, why, why do you have a beehive, first off? Got and stung like, what, by a are, are beehive bees, that he owns. His beehive that he owns. Are bees your friend? Like, can you make bees your pets? Um, I sometimes see these people, it gets wild. They go into these tents with the bees and they're buzzing all around them and landing on them and stuff. Yeah, if if you stay calm, the bees won't attack you. You've got to be calm. They they won't bother you if you just calm. Well, what's the upside? Are you a bee expert? Like I get it, but what's the upside? Are you a bee expert? What? How do you know that? Friend to the Keyshawn Johnson, friend to the bees. No, I I have friends that that uh, they call it. They uh, I don't want to say grow honey, but they. I don't even harvest know it or whatever. Harvest the correct term- yeah. terminology. Is. But like, yeah. what's the upside to going in? There? I get you what you're saying. If He's you're in calm, the middle of the playoffs. If you're what? calm, the bees don't sting you, but they might sting you. So why even like? What are you getting from letting the bees land on you and stuff? You know what I mean? I, it's like my wife. Well, the same thing that you get off of, of drinking coffee. You get a, a high. Mm. So I'm sure he gets some sort of no. satisfaction dealing with bees. There's some things. Got a just, hive, like, not there, a hive. There's not. I don't know. Like my wife, when we found Denzel Washington, my dog. Like, she literally bent down and, like, was right in the dog's face. I'm like, he's from a kill shelter. I don't know this dude. Right. Why are you putting your face around his face? Right. Don't do it. He could bite you. You, you don't see know all the te- see well, all he the- looks kind. See how the eyes point forward and all the teeth are up front? You know what that's for? Yeah. yeah. So hunting and biting. Yeah. It's not just like you. You know why the bee has a stinger? You know, you know why yeah, no, that's, that's the one. Oh, no, he's, he's cute. You, you can pet him. He doesn't bite. Really? He doesn't bite. Teeth? He doesn't bite. Oh, really? He has yeah. teeth, though. Now, speaking of Denzel Washington, yesterday I'm laying in bed with my wife and we were just watching a show, and I was like, what is that? What? So I looked down at my dog. I'm like, oh, what is that? Did Denzel, did you pass guy? My wife didn't tell me. She caught me with a shocker. She, this ever ha- she did it. Yeah, she, and she didn't tell me. So mm. does this ever happen to you, Max? Key, any, any, you guys ever get caught off guard by this? Does your wife tell you? Does she not tell you? Like, are you supposed to sniff it out on your own? <laughs> tell, like, tell me what, though? Tell you, hey, I tooted. A pass gas. Or no? No? Uh-uh. no? no. Oh, you guys feel so uncomfortable. Am I the only one? No, you gotta you gotta take credit for it too, even if you both know it's not true. You're gonna you're gonna have I to, just yeah, but when it comes to You have like, to be me. the one who did the it's bad me, thing. Just you know what case, I mean? Yeah. Just in case you yeah. smell something awkward, yeah. it is me. Don't have me sniff it out on my own. Right. Max, you worked with me long enough to know I don't take blame when it's not my fault. 
or even when it is. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Evan's a silent assassin. <laughs> Evan's what is that aroma? Don't look at me. What is that aroma in here? <laughs> what is that fragrance? Oh, that is. No, it was oh, not. Your wife's going to be thrilled with you uh, later. She's fine. She knows what time she it is. She should leave up the windows in the car. Where's the aerosol at, Key? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Kendrick Perkins with us now. What's up, Big Perk? KP! What's up, my good brothers? What's happening? What's, What's happening, on, brother? Baby? Perk, I set up the Chris Paul game. Look, don't let Brandon Ingram take over the series. And I'm not – it wasn't just for a bad case scenario like I thought. It could affect his legacy. There's downside. There's upside. Athletes write their own stories, right? And Chris Paul just went 18 for 18, including free throws, and eliminated the Pelicans. I mean, does he have the most to gain in this postseason of any player, Perk? You know what? He does. Uh, I think you look at the window he has when the championship. Oh, Perk. Hang hey, in Perk, one Perk sec. are you calling from a bunker? Where are you? Is everything okay? Yeah. Calling from the 80s or something. What's your man? I, I, I'm, hearing every, I'm hearing every third word from you, Perk. Where are you located right now? I, I'm in the studio. What you mean? Oh, now that's Chris. Now, now, now it's Chris. You sound yeah. bad. <laughs> I'm in okay, the studio. So, <laughs> can, can I'm in the studio, man. When it comes down to the individual that has the most pressure on him this season. Oh, oh this is. This is. This oh, is boy. There's no way. This is, he's not in the, in the studio. You in the studio on your cell phone? <laughs> yeah, wait. Wait. <laughs> I think when someone's perception sounds like that, I picture that Michael Douglas cell phone from uh, Wall Street when he's on the beach. Really big Perk got, Perk got that brick he's holding in his Perk going to be on, in the studio on the cell phone. That's what I'm like, well, I don't understand. Where is technology at these days, Big I'm Perk? I'm in the studio, man. I'm in the studio, man. Put that on everything. Put that, put that, I'm going to call you back. I'm going to call you back. Perk, like, I, I'm going to call you back. Max, call back from a landline, Keyshawn KG. Johnson. They just brought me black coffee. Oh, all right. Oh, there Key, you go. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. No, not there you go. Key never drinks coffee. No, I don't, but I ain't got nothing else. So what am I going to do? <laughs> Drink the black I got, coffee. I got it's good six, for you. I got six more hours of work. <laughs> yeah, it's good for you. I like how You're Key fine. imitates you me. Key. Ah, negotiate down your contract. You're fine. You, you see how when Key starts to complain and talk about coffee, <laughs> he starts he imitating ESPN me? Mug. Oh, I love it. He's Jay, so... you hear that? I got six more hours of work. That's not Key. That's sound like you, Max. That's what I'm saying. Everything's very... Everything's very yeah. heightened at the end, you know. <laughs> <laughs> rambling and going. Wait, Is that a New York thing? A, it's been the best key. I remember when I last year my student NBA countdown. I used to have those one o'clock in the AM mornings come back through the show. You look at me like, ah, oh, stop yawning, Jay. And I've seen you like you fighting for it. I'm like, yo, man, it's a long oh, day, guys. Bro. No, I'm good. I know you're I good. It's just, it's just the runs, though. Guys, like, guess who, guess who's on a landline Uh-oh. now or something? Perk, you on a landline hey, hey, now? Listen. There you go. Hey, listen. Hey, hey, listen, if y'all go do all this whining, what the babies go do? <laughs> all this crying y'all doing. All this crying y'all doing. Well, 
Y'all got to leave some room for the baby. Yeah. Uh, I had to get up at 6. I went to bed at this time. Get That's up. Jay. Get up that ain't me. That ain't me. It's Jay and me. No, I got another six hours. No, I, I, I need I'm some black why, coffee. No, I was <laughs> saying why I'm drinking coffee because I don't drink coffee is because my eyes are closing and that's not going to work. <laughs> what the baby's going to do. Oh, oh Lord. Perk. Uh, I got to ask you, because I know you were talking about CP3, even though we didn't hear one word you were saying, but I'm going to move the ball forward down the court. Okay. I I have Memphis in the NBA Finals, but there's a part of me that really wants to see this CP3-Steph Curry matchup in the Western Conference Finals. Just understanding that, like, that underlying, understated beef. And people aren't going to call it beef, but just you know what I'm talking about, Perk. That feeling that those two have – in those critical moments with those teams, a part of me really wants to see it. No, no, look, look, I'm with you. But here's 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 the only problem that both of those guys have. These young soup these young up upcoming superstars, they're not going anywhere. And I mean, if you look at the way the Dallas Mavericks are playing right now, I mean, you know, Phoenix better strap up their boots because Luka Doncic ain't playing no games. And him and what him and Jalen Bronson just did to the the Utah Jazz, I mean, they just, I mean, you know, they didn't basically broke up a happy home. But I would love to see it. But I just think, you know, when it, when it comes down to CP3, I think this is his last opportunity to actually reach his, try to reach his, his ultimate goal of winning the championship. If he don't win it this year, I don't believe he is ne- he's never going to have another opportunity at trying to at try at winning the uh, at competing for another championship. Yeah. Not the way these young rising stars are are flourishing and and and, and doing their thing right before our very eyes. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I told the guys yesterday, Perk. I said, look, man, he he has the most to gain in all of this. It's not about winning the playoffs. It's about winning the championship. Because the window, every single year, we say, oh, you got CP3, CP3. Man, that thing getting ready to close for what you just said about these other young guns. Not only the young guns, Golden State. And eventually the Lakers will get back, the Clippers and Kawhi. And it's just so That's much. That's why it's a legacy. Happen. That's why these are legacy games right now. That's no, why. they don't become. Mm-hmm. It's not a legacy game till he wins the chat, get to the championship but, and win but it. But if you don't win it, Perk, that's part of your legacy. If you do, that's part of your legacy. There's always a mountain in front of you that's hard to climb over for all these dudes. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. But I tell you one thing the second round. And both conferences is going to be must-see TV. Yeah. Perk, last question I'm going to ask you real quick. And it's probably – I just – I'm watching – I know nobody talks about Utah and the Jazz. But I, why in the <laughs> hell wasn't the last play in a critical game coming to the end of a series and a season where people are talking about breaking up Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Quinn Snyder, why wasn't the play ran for Donovan Mitchell? And I know Bogey got a wide-open look. But why was it not ran for Donovan Mitchell? And this is the last that we see of him in a Utah Jazz uniform. Well, uh, you know what, Jay? I don't know. But here's the thing. Just think about the last minute and a half. It seemed like to me, the ball, I mean, it seemed like to me, I was questioning why wasn't the ball in Donovan Mitchell's hands during the last minute and a half. You think about the costly turnover that Mike Conley had. You think about all those possessions towards the end. And, and Donovan Mitchell did not have the ball in his hands. It's concerning to me. Let me tell you what's going to end up happening with the Utah Jazz, okay? 
Donovan Mitchell is going to pull a Bobby Brown like he did on New Edition. He's going to go solo. He's going to go solo. He got to lead his group, man. He got to lead his group. It's time for him to leave Utah. It's time for him to leave Utah, man, and find him another destination. Because the fact of the matter is, is that if he stays in Utah, one, he's never going to reach the potential for his, his individual potential, seconds. marketing inside of things, and he's never going to win the championship. Because let's be realistic. No superstars are going to Utah to no. team up with Donovan Mitchell. Yep. He needs to get out of there. Whitney. He needs to He needs to get to some type of big market or some other type of team, man, and, and, and let Utah be in his past, man, because – Thanks, Perk. G-Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.